Welcome to The Frontier. My name is Cal Evans. I'm your host, and my special guest today is my longtime friend and favorite son of Nashville, Mr. Dave Delaney. Say hi to everybody, Dave. Hi to everybody, Dave. <laughs> hey, Dave, why don't you um, give us a little bit of introduction about yourself before we dive into the questions? Yeah, thanks for having me, Cal. Uh, so I am Dave Delaney. I run Future Forth at futureforth.com, shameless plug. Uh, we help fast-growing technology companies improve retention communication with our NICE methodology. I've got a podcast called The NICE Podcast over at nicepodcast.co, but you can find it all at futureforth. And we'll also throw links in the show notes to um, all of those. Dave, it is wonderful to talk to you again. Um, you're one of the things that I miss in Nashville. We had so many good times and we could sit here and tell stories all day, uh, you know, geek breakfast and pod camp and just all kinds of fun things and, and bar camp. We worked on bar camp a couple of years together. So yeah. uh, bar camp in Nashville. But let's dive in because nobody wants to hear my stories. They've heard them all before. They're here to hear you talk about networking. And specifically, um, I, I called this one originally it was titled Networking for Developers, but we're going to call it Networking for Introverts. Um, but most developers, I mean, you know me, Dave. Um, you knew me back when I really wasn't the outgoing type person. And um, I always was fascinated by the fact that you found ways to make opportunities. So let's talk. First, Let's talk about the changes in network in general. I mean, has the move online helped or hurt networking in general? That's a good question. I think it's hurt uh, in general only because I think we really need to be in person in order to make true connections. Not, I, I mean, true connections quotes there, but I really do believe that a handshake, a high five, you know, that sort of physical touch uh, and connection is really, and, and also not just that, but this, the serendipity of meeting people uh, in person, the hallways at conferences, the water cooler, if you will, at work, uh, the magic seems to happen there more than, more than online, uh, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I, and, and I totally agree. Um, like I said, I miss the, the, the national events that you were always so um, great to organize, and we just don't have that down in our area. And I think a lot of people in Nashville might take for granted that everybody gets that, but no, they don't. So, <laughs> hey, um, but let's be honest, aren't networking events just for people that are looking to sell me something? And if I'm there, I'm looking to sell somebody else something? Uh, sometimes. And those are the bad networking events. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, networking, one of the things with networking is it, it, it automatically has a negative connotation to the word networking. Cause you think straight away, you think of those types of events. You think of like the, the blackjack dealer whipping business cards in your face. And you feel like, you know, dying to just shower and clean yourself after like shaking a bunch of slimy hands and, and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, networking to me is all about building genuine relationships, uh, planting seeds, if you will, call it karma, call it what you want, but really just trying to help other people first and foremost. And then uh, nice things come as a result of that. This is true. This is true. Now, if I'm getting ready to go to a networking, just attend a network event, yeah. um, do I need to do any prep work before this event or is it just show up and head straight to the bar and grab a beer? <laughs> yeah. Good question. I think, 
Yes, it, it's beneficial to to do a little bit of prep and it depends, right? If it's a small, like little local meetup or something, yeah, maybe not so much. But if it's if it's more of a conference or something that you're spending some money on attending, I would do a little more due diligence and, and research who's going to be there, the sponsors, the speakers, the uh, organizers, and even reach out to them before attending to say, hey, I saw you're attending this event. I would love to connect and and have that beer at the bar or have a coffee or, or something to that effect. So I think it's worth, uh, it's also taking a step back of, of, of questioning, not questioning, but asking yourself, you know, why am I going to this event in the first place? Um, because are you, you know, looking for a co-founder? Are you looking for a developer? Are you looking for a, you know, are someone for your team or are you looking for a job? Uh, you know, or are you just looking for a mentor or someone like that? Um, so really having a better understanding of like why you're going to the event in the first place, uh, can, you know, if you're, if you're like, for example, if you're a salesperson, uh, and you're trying to go to to meet some some prospects, then I would definitely spend a little bit of time looking at who's going to be there and, and schedule some meetings ahead of time. It's interesting you say that. Um, early on in my career in community development, mm-hmm. I had to attend. Um, there's a used to be I eight stunt might still be going on. Um, O'Reilly used to put on a conference in San Francisco called OzCon. And I would, uh, I went for a couple of years and the very first year was my very first year doing any of this stuff. And I had no idea what to do, but I was recording or I was writing um, blog posts. And so I made a list of the people I wanted to, um, to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I just for, because I was bored one afternoon, I actually went out and downloaded a little baseball card template. I found all of their pictures. And then on the back, I put a couple of little facts about them that I wanted to remember when I was talking to them. And I printed these out and, you know, I owned some cardstock and I had a little rubber band stuck in my backpack. Well, I walk into the main hall and I noticed one of my people there. So I pulled out my cards and I said, Oh, Hey, you're Terry Che. And, you know, and, and, he immediately focused on the baseball cards, ignored me totally, took them, spread them all out. Turns out five of the seven that I wanted to talk to were sitting right there with Terry. And so wow. they're all, they're taking pictures of it, you know, and talking about, well, what is this? You know, where can I get a set? <laughs> but That's the brilliant. upside is I knew who I wanted to talk to. I came out of that with seven great interviews that I um, later on wrote up and published. So I, yeah, I, I get the idea that, you kind of need to know who's going to be there. Now that was a major event. Um, you know, when, when you were putting on things like cake breakfast and I don't know if you still do that or not, but geez, if you don't, that's just a loss for Nashville. But yeah. if, when you were putting on geek breakfast, there was no, I don't recall there ever being a page that said, Hey, this is who's going to be there. Was there something like that? And I just missed it. Or um, was it just a show up and you got to figure out who it is. Um, there was no page for geek breakfast. No, it was just, uh, strictly just come and, and hang out with whoever shows up. It was very, there were three rules of geek breakfast. One was show up. If you register to attend show up mm-hmm. because it sucks when people don't show up yeah. Two was, uh, invite your friends. I think it was, or no sponsors was one of the rules. And the other rule yeah. was tip, tip your server. Oh yeah. And, um, that was a wonderful time, you know, um, and, and I'm going to keep jumping in and out of the, the standard questions that you and I have agreed on. But yeah. um, one of the things that um, just absolutely, uh, looking back when I was preparing for you, 
Um, it's thanks to you and your networking events that I got to meet people like Georgia Cross and Jacques Woodcock. And Jacques and I went on to be um, great friends and even we even created our own event, um, Coder Fair. So, yes. you, know, you know, you never know who you're going to run into at these things and what life-changing things might just accidentally happen. So, yeah, I mean, it was cool. Like Georgia uh, also uh, co-founded uh, Social Media Club in Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, her and Jessica as a result of meeting at Geek Breakfast. So I always loved hearing those stories. And I was just <laughs> talking to Jock last week, actually, uh, which was pretty cool to catch up with him. It had been a while. Yep. He's um, up there with Amazon and Jeff Bezos and all the, these days, but every yes. now and then he'll slum it and come back down and talk to the rest of us. So That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this is one question I always have. Um, should I, when I go to a networking event, should I go alone or should I drag somebody with me? Because I have a tendency, if I'm going to drag somebody, I drag the lovely and talented Kathy. Yes. Yes. Um, I think it's worth bringing uh, a wing person, if you will, along with you. Um, the key thing though, is not to hide out in your corner yeah. and avoid everybody else. That's the only, that's the only downside with you. And, and same can go, you know, for when you start to, to frequent events where you start to get to know people and then you've got your little pocket of people yeah. it makes it more difficult for others to, to join in. And so it's important to be mindful of that wallflower over there that you should say, Hey, come over here. We need to talk to you, (laughs) you know? So I think it's worth bringing a wing person with you. Um, But I definitely think that, uh, yeah, uh, get out of your comfort zone and meet some new people too. And that is way far out of my comfort zone. Kathy and I had a policy of um, at Geek Breakfast, we'd never sit with the same group each month. So, you know, Ah, the next month we'd go find somebody else we wanted to to sit with. And um, that way we could at least make the rounds, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It also helps too, when you have someone like, uh, I've been to events with my wife where we run into somebody and I don't know their name and Mm -hmm. Heather knows that like, if I introduce them, I always say like, and this is my wife, Heather. And if I do that, Heather knows to say, Oh, what's your name? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that's again, the advantage of, of having a wing person in in that kind of setting. Yep. People, I was just going to say people are often pretty forgiving if you forget their name. And also a lot of times, a lot of events have, you're wearing a lanyard or a name badge anyway. So, yeah, uh, that beats mine of um, just walking up. Hey, you, <laughs> so <laughs> because I'm horrible with names. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. So, you know, going with someone that's a, you know, it, it's a, it, it's a mixed bag because there were times when it was just easier for me to, you know, sit on the sidelines and talk to Kathy. And that's really not the point of it. But right. it, once I'm there, how do I approach people? And this is the real hard one for me. Um, do I need to take my um, index cards and have conversation starters with me or or my baseball cards like I did at OSCON or what's the, what's the best way to, to meet people at these things? Yeah, I think the best thing to do, well, first of all, look at the name badge or or the lanyard or what have you. Uh, think of those as an invitation to go and talk to that person. So mm-hmm. nobody attends a networking event with the intention of standing alone and not talking to anyone, right? Why would they mm-hmm. go? Yeah. So, so right away, look at that as an invitation to go and introduce yourself and go and introduce yourself and then ask them what brings them to the event simple question. It's open-ended so they can say, well, you know, I'm looking for a job or um, whatever their, 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 
they're I'm new to town or, or whatever it is. Um, and by the answer from that now, now what's key here um, and the old anagram there of, uh, of, of silent is actually right there uh, in uh, in the word, listen, meaning to, mm-hmm. to try to try to stay s- not silent in an awkward kind of way, but try to let the other person do the bulk of the talking. And mm. in order to do that, you need to ask open-ended questions and you need to listen effectively. And I go through a bunch of exercises about listening effectively with some of the workshops and training I do with, with the NICE method. But really what you're trying to do is listen effectively and let the p- person do the bulk of the talking so that they, everybody likes talking about themselves. Maybe they're nervous at first, so making them feel comfortable to do that. Uh, but then uh, they like you even more because you've done, you've let them do the bulk of the talking. Mm-hmm. Very good advice. And um, I nice. like the question of, so why are you here much better than my, my default is, so what do you do? And yeah, I, yeah that, that can almost get personal at times. And um, I always feel awkward, you know, when, when I'm asking that, but why are you here? That's a much better way. And then, you know, you can, you can tailor your, um, your conversation based on the response. So that's, that's right. Yeah. Way. I mean, yeah. Cause that, cause then you're going to end up finding out like if they work somewhere, they're probably there because of some professional. So that will probably naturally tie into where they work. So mm-hmm. very cool. Okay, so um, every networking I, event I've been to, I've always taken a stack of business cards, you know, and I, I, I'm not great at the whole business card game. I hand out a couple of them, but I, I'm yeah. not one of those, uh, what do you call it, the blackjack dealer that's just right. cards. I'm, I'm not that guy. Um, yeah. But in virtual events, what is the business card? Mm, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. That's a good question. Um, uh, Really, I think it's an email address. It's a way, you know, or a private chat, uh, basically get their email address so that you can follow up. Really? Mm. I mean, the the point of a business card in the first place is to follow up. That's why, like, you know, you know, people go to, to events with, with business cards and their, their goal is to give them all out. And the point is that you're way better off collecting a business card from somebody you actually want to follow up with. Um, but collecting a business card from someone you meet that you like that you want to follow up with, because then the ball's in your court, then you get information because you got their card. Um, if they get your card, well, you know, you, you can hope they follow up, but they may not. And really when it comes to networking online or offline, the three main points about networking is to show up, to follow up and to catch up. And so having that information, how to contact them is kind of key to all of that. So getting back to your question about doing it virtually, you know, if we are the, on a, on a, let's say a zoom happy hour, meeting a bunch of people, you can easily privately chat somebody and say, Hey, let me grab your email address or your web address, like your website or you know, I could say LinkedIn here as well, just so that way I can follow up with you or I can, you know, and then follow up with them from there. Yeah, that's excellent advice. Um, and it leads me um, to the next question. You know, once the event is over, what kind of follow up is appropriate? Um, you know, do you when you're doing one of your when you're attending a network event, not when you're running one, but when you're attending one, do you email everybody that you met or everybody you ran into and say, hey, it was great meeting you? Or do you cherry pick certain conversations and continue those? Yeah, no, I try to follow up with everybody I meet. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, and I do that. Uh, so one of the things I do is when, so if we meet in an event and, and, you know, I, we strike a nice accord and I'm like, oh man, Cal, I need to follow up with you. Um, you know, I'd love to have a, you know, coffee or a zoom call or something later. Um, let me gra- grab your information. Let me grab, do you have a card on you? And you give me your card. Then after we've talked, um, I'll discreetly find a, a corner or a bathroom or somewhere to take a note on that card, on your card. And I'll mm-hmm. write a note on your card saying, Oh, Cal's awesome. Um, we both love breakfast. I should follow up to, with him about inviting him to geek breakfast or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, or, or what we talked about, or even what he, what you were wearing to help depending. Cause if you're at a conference and you're meeting hundreds of people, then that can also help you remember that person, but just writing down some notes, um, that, and I say discreetly do this because culturally this can be a, a very offensive, uh, move, uh, especially to, to people from like Japan or, or China or other Asian countries where if you collect their business card and then you just write something on that business card, that's, that could be quite an insult. Um, really? you know, rather, yeah. Like if you speak to somebody, you know, typically you, you would, you would, you know, you would take, uh, accept their business card with both of your hands. You would look at the business card, like study it, um, you know, and then, and then as you're speaking, gracefully place it in your pocket, in your breast pocket or something like very nicely, you know, treat it like it's gold. Um, and so if you write on it, that's not going to go over so well. Um, that's why I say like, yeah, find a little corner and it depends of course, culturally, I mean, who you're speaking with as well. So, uh, but, but something to keep in mind. And then that way, when you get back home after, let's say attending a conference and you've got a stack of business cards from people you met over a few days, you have all these notes. And now when you send out these, these follow-up emails, you'll have, you know, Hey, Cal, here's the, here's the link to my grandmother's uh, scrambled egg recipe. I'm, I mentioned uh, you'll love it. Or, or here's an article about blah, 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 or, or something. You have some reason to follow up. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that is fascinating. And I had seen a little bit um, or heard read somewhere a little bit about um different cultures treat the business card exchange differently. Yes. Um, you know, in the U S you know, it, it, it literally, you know, I've seen people just flip them like they're flipping um, <laughs> the playing cards, but you know, yeah. in other, in other cultures, it, it's much more serious. Right. Um, and, and you know, my big faux pas is never having them. I, I'll go to events and just totally forget to, to, to bring any. So, well, it's not but, terrible. I mean, if you forget to bring your cards um, you can do a couple things. One, as I said before, you're better off collecting a card from somebody else because then mm-hmm. you have their contact info so you can follow up with them and you're better off that way than, than hoping they, they follow up with you. But if you t- if you meet somebody and, and you, and you both are, uh, and you like the person and you want to follow up, but they don't have a business card, um, you know, LinkedIn, who I've, I've, I was a keynote for LinkedIn's conference in Nashville. And then mm-hmm. I advised a company that was acquired by LinkedIn. So I do a fair amount of, of uh, stuff with, with LinkedIn. And uh, a point about that is LinkedIn's app. If you both have LinkedIn's app on your phones, um, a lot of people don't realize there's a feature there where you can scan the other person's app oh. on the LinkedIn app and automatically connect. All I, I would add is just to make sure you add a note about uh, what you met about. Otherwise, yeah. you'll, you'll, you might forget later. So just, you know, even in the notes app, say I met Cal, you know, we talked about grandma's eggs or something. Yeah, where were you <laughs> back in 99 when LinkedIn first came out and 
I started collecting contacts like they were Pokemon cards. And now I have no idea where half of my contacts came from because yes. I didn't bother to take notes. So. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just uh, celebrated, I think it was my 15th year or 14th year on LinkedIn and my 15th on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, in early days with social media, as you know, I mean, it was it was kind of a faux pas not to accept requests from people. Same yeah. with Twitter, you would always follow everybody back kind of thing. And I think, yeah, nowadays, I had always advise people uh, really not to connect with people they haven't met. Um, yeah. Unless it's unless it's like, you know, somebody who you really want to get to know better. Yeah, I've got on my LinkedIn, I've got maybe five people that I've not um, shaken their hand. And that's my, always been my policy on LinkedIn mm, is I've great. got a handshake rule. If I have not physically met you, then I'm and not going to accept. And I tell people, you know, hey, I appreciate it. But, you know, once we've met, remind me, I'll be happy to. Yeah, um, no, that's just, I have a whole strategy with that where I've got a little email uh, or a little instant reply that I have in a text document that I literally mm. copy and paste in a, in a shortcut into uh into uh introduction messages from people or trying to or connection requests excuse me on linkedin just to say you know hey remind me where we met please and if most of the time they don't reply at all because they might be a bot or something Uh, (laughs) but when they do that's when i can decide okay well we haven't actually met so sorry or we have we haven't met but i would like to get to know you better so you know maybe in this case i will but yeah yeah very cool um okay once the event is over um, and I don't come away with any takeaways, I'm doing the whole quoting fingers, but they can't see that. Um, right. <laughs> I don't come away with any takeaways or any conversations. Am I a networking failure? <laughs> no, not at all. I think you, it's important to understand that. Um, well, it's important to understand that if you are meeting people at events or virtually or, you know, in person or online, I mean, you're, you're networking well, hmm. just because you don't have a shared interest or you don't really have much of a reason to follow up with this person. Um, chances hopefully are that the reason why you got their information in the first place is you like them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Hey, Cal's a nice guy. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't do any business with him necessarily. I don't see any sort of professional future right now or anything like that, but really the point is just to meet cool people. And so if you're networking nicely, and so uh, I, I would consider that a success really. Um, And again, it's really about sort of planting seeds and, and it's not so much about take, 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 it's more about give, give, give. So rather than me think, Oh, I, I can't sell Cal this widget. Dang. Um, it's more like, Hey, Cal was talking about, he's trying to sell these widgets and I happen to know somebody who could actually really use those widgets and why not connect Cal to that guy or gal since, uh, since, you know, he's yeah. selling the widgets and he's cool. That is true. And I, I always love, um, doing that, uh, connecting people. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I write these big elaborate connection email letters and introduce each person, give them a little bit about how I know this person. Right. Um, I I'm very hesitant to introduce people that I don't know well enough to write one of those letters, because if I don't know you well enough, um, I just, I, I get, I get weird about stuff like that. Um, you yeah. know, I, I want to be able to give my stamp of approval, but I got to know you at a certain level before I can do that. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Final question. 
what's the one thing that introverts need to know about a network or about networking and attending networking events? So if you're more introverted and nobody, well, first of all, I understand that nobody is a hundred percent introverted or extroverted or ambiverted, if you will. Um, so we all swing somewhere along the line, but, but we're all over the place. Um, but of course, some people lean definitely more introverted. My wife is more introverted. I'm more extroverted. Um, so depending on where you are in that line of, uh, if you're on the introverted side, um, if you absolutely dread like going to an event and meeting people, but you know, you gotta do it. Um, <laughs> then just set yourself a goal of, of saying, okay, I'm going to talk to one person. I'm going to meet one stranger. Um, and, or I'm going to stay here for 30 minutes or an hour or something, and then I can leave. Um, and then next time you go to the event, say, uh, okay, I'm only going to meet, I'm only, I only need to talk with two people and then I can get out of here. Um, so what I'm saying is give yourself a bit of grace, um, but also understand that like, you, you, you know, you're never going to meet that special someone if you never go on a date or you're never going to get that job, uh, if you don't go to the job interview or the, you know, pitching a VC for funding, blah, blah, blah. You get what mm -hmm. I'm saying. You'll never meet that co-founder. Um, so you do have to make some effort in getting out there and, and meeting people. So even if you're very introverted, um, you know, I, I would, I would. I would set yourself some, some reasonable goals that way, and then just try to beat those goals next time. But it's, it's important. And, and, you know, as I said before, like most people are, you know, or nobody, I would say is going to a networking event. He just wants to be there alone. Um, so, you know, just find yeah. the person that's alone and go talk to them. Excellent advice. Dave, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here today on The Frontier. Audience, thank you for taking time to um, give us a listen. Hey, do me a favor. If you like what you've heard, please go to your favorite podcatcher or whatever. Give us five stars, five thumbs up, whichever it is. If there's something we can do better, please drop me an email, cal at gun.io. I would love to hear from you. Hey, Thanks so much for your time. Thank you again, Dave. And we'll see you right here next week on The Frontier. Thanks for listening to The Frontier podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.